Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent who dreams for their child and every child who dreams for their future, I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
What a song. What a song. Happy Thursday, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sodder Show. I'm Rory Sodder, your host. It is great to be back with all of you. I have missed you all since our episode on Monday. Uh, we had an amazing show, uh, great guests, perfect topics, uh, unbelievable dialogue, uh, fantastic flow, everything you could want in a show. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot has happened this week uh, since we've been off the air uh, the last couple of days. It's been crazy. It's been crazy with this impeachment madness. Uh, as always, I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, my sponsors and audience. Uh, you guys are are all incredible, and the show is listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past clips, past episodes, or need 24/7 breaking news coverage, visit my media site, the next n e x gen g e n u s a dot com. Also remember. Uh, I am still working on various projects, uh, including a new network, 24-7 network, that uh, we are raising money for. I'm going to have many notable names doing their own shows, and I understand, everybody, it's kind of uh, been stalled, and it's it's late, and, you know, we kind of ran into some issues, and we're, we got it all figured out. So, uh, And I, I will have announcements uh, in the coming in the coming weeks. Um, you know, it's it's been delayed long enough, and uh, I'm just happy we uh, have everything. Uh, pretty much in place at this point with with that uh, entity. Uh, but as always, guys, it's Thursday. Great feeling. The weekend is approaching. Uh, you know, it's been a long week for me. I'm, I'm uh, I always get that huge feeling of relief. Uh, you know, when Thursdays roll around, because I know Friday is, you know, the next day. So uh, yeah, guys, uh, I do want to mention. You know, it's um. You know, this month has been crazy for me with my business schedule, and I'm putting a lot of different stuff together, um, and I'm I'm investing in various startups and various projects, which is the reason why I haven't been doing shows um, three days a week, you know, four days a week, actually, because now I'm doing my Saturday show. So I will be back to my full-time schedule, guys, starting in December, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, Um, you know. It's just been hectic lately. Uh, the month of November has been one of my busiest months. It's been crazy, 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 crazy. Um, but, yeah, a huge show tonight. A lot of big, great guests, a lot of big things to discuss. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show U.S. Congressional Candidate from Maryland, uh, Tim Faisenbaker. Tim, how are you? I'm doing well. Good evening, and America first. Absolutely, my friend. Great to have you here, as always. I also would like to welcome, I believe he's with us. Let's see here. I believe we have a U.S. congressional candidate from Tennessee, Todd McKinley. I know he's 99% sure he's running. How are you, my friend? Welcome back. Good, Roy. Thanks for having me back on the show. How's things going with you guys? Good, man. What's been new? Oh, not much, man. Just watching some impeachment nonsense. Uh, you know, my mom, she's been missing her soap operas, and I'm like, hey, you can get something that's better than a soap opera. It's called, it's called the Schiff opera, you know? I mean, watch, the, watch these impeachment hearings. It's, it's better than days of our lives. I can tell you that. I mean, with the twists and turns and the plots and all this nonsense, uh, you know, he- heck of a lot more entertaining than, than days of our lives. That's what I tell her. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's, it's insane. It's a circus, man. And I you know, this it literally looks like theater. It looks like a scripted movie. It is the most silliest thing I've ever watched 
in politics. It's like there's no merit. There's no legitimate cause. It's all hearsay. It's all fictional narratives that they know they can spin. I mean, it's really sick, Todd. It, it, it absolutely is. And, you know, if you watched uh, how Schiff, whenever they gaveled out there at the end, uh, how he, how he yeah. played like he was so emotional, like he was about to cry, <laughs> you know, and break down it. I'm like, come on, man. Somebody's told you to do that, to play like, you know, we're better than this, the whole nonsense. Right. You know, it reminds me of, uh, of, of of Chuck Schumer whenever he played the whole when, – when Trump was talking about, you know, detaining the people at the, at the border. Whenever he played that – when he started crying right. and all that nonsense, kind of reminds me of that. And, you know, the fact that, you know, Representative Will Hurd out of Texas, who was kind of the Republican that was on the fence, said that there's nothing there. Uh, today, you know, is very telling. You know, somebody who who has integrity like this guy, a CIA, uh, you know, former CIA operative, uh, you know, he comes out and says, "Hey, there's nothing there." And this is a guy who weighs, you know, everything. And that's why he he waited to weigh all the options to look at everything, and he says there's nothing yeah. there. You know, to me, to me, if you were on the fence at this point, you you should be off the fence and, and, and be calling for for this thing to be shut down. Absolutely, and we're going to get into this tonight. Uh, we're going to get into a lot of discussion on this whole impeachment thing. I mean, we're seeing more and more, uh, you know, evidence and, and and people talking that basically clears Trump in every single possible way. Um, and but mm-hmm. the, the media and the Democrats refuse to believe it. So sad, really Absolutely. sad. You know, uh, but yes, great sir. to have you here, Todd. As always. Oh, what were you going to say, Todd? Sorry. Oh, no, no, yes. I thought you were going to go to the next guest. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, and I you know, always look forward to getting on your show and you know, spending a good couple hours listening to what everybody has to say, and I'm sure tonight's going to be the same as, uh, as every show. Thanks, man. Well, I appreciate it. Great to have you here. I, I also would like to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us. We have U.S. congressional candidate from California, uh, James Bradley. James, how are you? Doing great, Rory. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Great to have you back. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, I, I want to give you a little uh, heads up. Tonight I'm running into a Republican meeting so I can gather the signatures so I can get on the ballot because we, we have a, an earlier primary than most. So our deadline is technically December 6th. We have to submit everything. I'm already on the FEC, but this is the final step to get on the ballot. So tonight I'll be running in and hopefully charming a few young ladies and old ladies to get some signatures, and uh, we're officially in. Absolutely. Well, I love it, man. I love it. We need people like you in there, man. We need you fighting for America and protecting our president. Oh, you better believe it, man. We never give in. We never give up. We, we have a job to do. Absolutely. 100%. Great to have you here, my friend. Thank you. I also would like to welcome uh, political consultant uh, Chris Bray. Chris, how are you? What's been going on, man? Chris Bray, are you with us? Oh, Chris. I don't know what happened. Randomly disconnected. Chris was with us. I'm sure he's about to call back in in about two seconds. Um, I will wait. So, um, guys, another week, though. Another week of the Rory Sider Show. Episode 222. Who would have ever thought? Been doing this less than two years. And look how far we have come. Truly an honor. Uh, I do want to, well, I believe he's with us now. We have political consultant and activist Chris Bray. Chris, how are you? Welcome back. Hey, I apologize, uh, Rory, technical uh, difficulty, but uh, glad to be on here tonight. 
Uh, I know you got some great guests, and I look forward to the conversation. Absolutely, my friend. Great to have you here. Uh, a lot of stuff to get into. Um, guys, okay. So I'm going to get right into it. As always, I'm going to go through just some of the small headlines, some of the things that not a lot of the media discusses and, and you know, uh, puts into perspective. And, you know, this is just from the last couple of days, just some of the stuff, the small stuff. And I'll start with that, and then I'll get to the big stuff like the impeachment. And if anybody has any thoughts, uh, please take notes. When I call on you, feel free to share whatever you want. Um, and uh, if you have any thoughts or, or opinions on uh, any of the things that I'm, I'm putting out there. All right, uh, here we go. So we've been off since Monday. Like I said, it's been quite a few uh, it's, it's, it's been quite a bit in the headlines. It's been quite a few things that I need to, uh, I need to get to. So um, here's something, and, and this is driving me absolutely uh, insane. We have, at this point, Jesse Smollett. Okay, and, and this, everybody has to hear this, and everybody's going to laugh their ass off and going to be like, wow, what have we come to as a country where somebody that is visibly – and absolutely 100% guilty claims to be a victim. You know, I, this is what America, this is what we've come to. This is what people like who Barack Hussein Osama create. People like Jesse Smollett. People like, you know, all these crybabies. All these people that say, oh, it's race. Oh, it's the color of my skin because I'm getting treated like this. I'm a Democrat. I got to be put myself in a box. I got I to gotta be this person. I can't be a normal human being. I gotta be treated like different than everybody else. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. And this is happening in so many different ways, in so many different scenarios. And I talk about it all my all the time on my show. And Jesse Smollett is one of many million examples of people that act like victims in this country and people that that never, never face the music. And they think that they can go their entire lives making up false narratives and, and it never like I said, never taking any accountability, ever. You know, you have these people that think they should have all this free stuff. You know, people owe them stuff. They think they can go back and change culture. But I, I don't want to get too off topic. I've talked about these situations many times on my show. But let's get back to Jesse. Very, I mean, it's very clear what happened here. The guy made up a crime. I mean, the storyline is so ridiculous and so insane. He says he got attacked in downtown Chicago. Uh, in below five degree weather, and they had paint on them, and they had ski masks, and they had rope, and it was next to a subway, and this was the middle of the night. Really, really? I mean, c- come on, dude. Nobody. This is mega country. It, they're screening that in one of the most dangerous parts of Chicago in the middle of the night. Two white people, randomly, just just random, walking down the street with paint, rope masks. I mean, how can you? I mean, you can't make this. I mean, this is absolutely uh, something out of a out of a comedy movie. This is a whole new level uh, of delusion, and, and this is no, this is this is what we're dealing with in America. You have now you have Jesse Smollett suing the police department, saying they wrongly accused him and treated him harshly. Why? Because they held because they held you to the same standard that they would he, uh, he, held any anyone else. 
I mean, you're you're you know you're a you're a citizen. You're you're not a you're not a special entity. You don't you don't deserve alternative treatment. You know you you deserve the, to face the justice system like every other American. And this is this is what we're dealing with right now. We have the you know a lot of minority communities on the left that you know are creating this epidemic in this this cesspool uh, of of this trend where they are you know totally manufacturing crises and making stuff up we've seen all the hate hoaxes we've seen how the first thing they blame whenever they do something wrong is it's because of their skin color um you know and this this whole victim narrative has been pushed by the left for a long long time and like i say on my show and i'll say it again the more victims and more boxes they can create the more powerful their base becomes this is what it is i mean we're at a point in society where um you know, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. This whole – this Jussie Smollett thing is – she'd drive anybody crazy. She'd drive anyone nuts. And the fact that he didn't do a day in jail, uh, he had to pay some small fines, you know, and, and he's still crying. He, and it's all a publicity stuff. The only reason he ever did this because he had an album coming out, and he thought that with all the, the victim mentality and all the people that were doing these hate hoaxes involving Trump, that he, think, he thinks it would swing in his favor. And it totally backfired on him. It totally did. It's disgusting. It really is. And I, and I hope – and he's not going to win this lawsuit. There's no way. You had Kim Fox, who is the corrupt prosecutor in the case, who took money from George Soros, representing him. And you had Michelle Obama, who's a really close friend of Jesse Smollett, and Cory Booker, who supposedly may have been behind this. Because think about – and I'm not saying they were, but there were reports out that uh, you know the Obamas and other Democrats – candidates have talked to certain celebrities and have talked to some of these people in the industry and tried to get them to create these victim uh, instances and scenarios. Um, You know, and you know, where I heard that's pretty reliable and it it makes sense. I mean, it's not just with Jesse Smollett where we've seen celebrities or athletes race baiting. It's happened on many occasions, many occasions where they play the the race card in the victim stand. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. It, It really is. All right. I want to get to the next thing here. Um, here, this is the Democratic debates last night. I'm, I'm watching this. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it, and I'm living in the twilight zone, I feel like. Um, it's the biggest circus on earth. There's no questions or no talking points that have to do with American citizens or how it benefits our economy or how it benefits our living or our culture. It's all about second-class citizens, illegals, uh, trannies who make up zero 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 point 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 four percent of the population or less uh it's about you know the the talking about a hundred different genders it's about open borders it's about you know raising taxes it's about medicare for all it's about i mean everything everything that our our society was taught not to do everything our culture was taught you know not to do and everything we've we've ever been you know, um, educated on, uh, this is, this is going back, uh, as far as I, I mean, this is backwards ideology in every single way. I mean, you're, you're taking us back to, I mean, I, I can't even remember communism and all these governments. This is, this is how it starts. People like Bernie, people like Elizabeth Warren, Medicare for all trying to say that everybody is equal and not everybody is equal. Let, let's, let's get that straight here. I'm not Michael Jordan. 
I'm not Ken Griffey Jr. You know, I, I, I am not – we're not equal. We don't all deserve equal privilege. Certain people make more money than other people, and that's their right. That's why capitalism is a beautiful thing, because certain people have higher work ethics than others. Certain people are smarter than others. Certain people have better education than others. How, how, how is everybody equal? I wish they would just drop that. And then you say, you know, uh, and then they try to say, oh, well, give, give men tampons and, and, the, and the women's – I mean, all these transgenders, men can have periods too. This, this stuff, and, and it's like put the, all these victims in boxes, put them everywhere. And, and, and let's talk about taking people's guns, taking people's only way of, of defense in this insane government. I can't name one thing that was said positive last night from the Democratic Party that had to do with benefiting America. Not one. Not one. Everything was victim. It was about race. It was about sexuality. It was about – and free handouts, how they can take – how they can promise the most free stuff with taxpayer dollars. It's, the, it's ridiculous. It is. Um, here's something else crazy, and this is great. I think everybody should be cheering this on. Uh, the Clinton Foundation donations are plunging, and they reached a 16-year low. Think about that. The Clinton Foundation donations have now reached a 16-year low. We all know why. Hillary and Bill don't have the same sort of capabilities and access that they once did. Uh, their, their power has diminished significantly. They've um, been exposed for several different things, and it's turned off lots of donors. Uh, I could go into so many uh, different scenarios on, on why this makes sense. And you look at all the people that had their bets and had their, their everything set on Hillary winning the election. Can you imagine how, how her foundation would be doing right now if she was president? <laughs> I mean, Jesus, all the people that she owed favors to, that she promised, because she, she thinks she had it in the bag. She thought she had the presidency, no problem. They were going there with champagne that night. They were going to celebrate, and then look what happened. Donald J. Trump shocks the world. I love it. I love it. And you know what? This, this, is, this is karma. You know, the, the Clinton Foundation is a criminal enterprise. It's no different than the mafia. Um, you know, we, we've seen how these people have gotten away with more than anybody could ever get away with. On, on a regular basis, people, you know, all these random uh, so-called suicides, and we know they're not suicide, and all these people that come up missing, all this money, all Benghazi. I mean, I could go on and on, but I love it. And you know what? Screw the Clintons. Uh, you know, this is, this is a wake-up call, and uh, I'm glad that the swamp uh, has, has been called out for what they are. And Hillary Clinton and the Bill Clinton are a big part of the swamp, so – High praise. Amen. Here, here's something that's really uh, disturbing, and, and this doesn't help uh, with Joe Biden's campaign. Uh, Hunter, the crackhead, the, uh, the guy that banged, uh, excuse my French, his dead brother's widow. Yeah, yeah, that Hunter Biden. Yeah, and he, and he got kicked out of the military for cocaine, uh, for uh, yeah, and for yeah for cocaine. Yeah, that's what it was for. And this guy is now, according to DNA test, the father of a little girl in Arkansas. And this happened within, you know, supposedly the last couple of years. 
you know, he was going on this whole crack binge, and I think they said in the article that it was during that whole, uh, you know, rigmarole, that, that thing he was dealing with. And this, I mean, can you imagine, you know, if this was like a Trump kid? I mean, it would be headline news everywhere. But the media is reporting it, but they're not reporting it like they would with a Trump story. Uh, you know, like I say with media stories, they report it once or twice just to say they did it, and then you don't really hear about it again. But they'll report, they'll report the smallest Trump story over and over and over. That's the kind of biased double standard and hypocrisy that we live with, uh, with in our media. I mean, it's, it, you can't make this crap up. Um, and you know what? Of course, like Democrats do, uh, the Bidens are denying it. Hunter's denying it. He wants to confirm it, and, and you know he wants to take a test himself or whatever because he doesn't believe it. I mean, come on, dude. It's your DNA. Come on, dude. I mean, take responsibility. I mean, you're, you're in, the Biden family is the epitome of, of Democrats. No accountability, victim, deflect, 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 deflect. Yeah, but this can't be good for Daddy's campaign. It really can't be. Um, here's something. Jeffrey Epstein, the guards involved with the Jeffrey Epstein situation are now charged. Uh, apparently, and this, this is how you know it's the biggest bullshit on earth, this story. It's the biggest crock of shit. Excuse my French. You know, when they said, oh, the, guard, the guards fell asleep. The, guard, the guards weren't paying attention. Now the new story is, the guards were shopping on the computer, lost track of time. We, we heard stories about them falling asleep. Now they're being charged. You know, and don't tell me that nobody paid the guards. Don't tell me that this wasn't a deep state mission. This was a, an, a, an, an operation uh, completed by the deep state. I mean, these people, the fix was in. They, 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 they were going to get Jeffrey Epstein, and they got these employees behind them because no way – Nobody has died in the last 40 years at this jail, and you're going to have the most high-profile person end up dead? I mean, come on. When he's pretty much – he was either – I mean, he was right there on suicide watch, or he had just gotten off. So it's like there's mixed reports on that. So if he did just get off, it was like within a day. And you don't, you don't just stop watching someone after a day of being off suicide watch. And, and face the facts here. We're seeing what they said. Camera's broken. Um, broken, broken bones, lights out in his cell, all these places. And you, and you have screaming coming from his cell too, screaming him asking. I think he even may have said help. They were like screaming. But this is, this is the most, this is something out of a horror movie. I mean, you really think about what movies, how they're made. Sometimes you have a villain who knows all about the government, has all the inside secrets. And then, you never hear from him again. Don't forget what Jeffrey Epstein had. He had access to tapes, to diaries of some of the most high-profile people. He'd keep tabs on all these people because he wanted it uh, for, to blackmail. He wanted it. He wanted something to go back to if anything ever uh, backfired in his situation. So I, you know what? It, it's really aggravating that we have the government lying to us at every single turn. They have spent very little time uh, explaining exactly the exact details of the Epstein situation. It's the same sort of situation with 9-11, the Vegas shooting. They don't give us everything we need to know. Instead, they spin it, and they're paid for. Don't forget, Epstein had so much influence over the media. He, he, him, him and Harvey Weinstein paid these big media companies 
to silence the stories. This was just out about a week ago, this article. And, yeah, I mean, so when you have this much money and you have this much influence and power, you can silence. And same, same thing goes with people like Hillary Clinton. Look at all these big people. Obama, when they have money and they have power and they have influence over the media. And I, you know what? I think this is a stunt, though. You're going to have the guards being charged. Come on. Why weren't they charged months ago when it happened? It's like it's very clear that they weren't doing their job. I mean, it doesn't take much of a rocket scientist to figure that one out. Jesus Christ. Um, here's something else insane. Chicago School District is now allowing chicks with dicks, transgenders, unrestricted access to locker rooms. Yeah. Oh, y'all, you heard that right. And this is, this is the leftist ideology that's being pushed. This is – and this is what they do. If you hate on them or you call it ridiculous or you call it weird, then they call you a bigot. They call you a Nazi. They call you every name in the book, and they, they make you feel like you're, you're guilty of something. But in reality, they're, they're the fascists. They're the ones pushing this crap on regular citizens. The everyday citizen is not okay with this, with this transgender ideology. Because let's face it, it's not normal. It's one of the most bizarre things to ever face the earth. You're not happy with the way you were born, so you want to change yourself? How? And you guys want to claim you guys are the party of science, but then you want to say you believe in 100 different genders, then you believe men can have freaking periods? What the hell is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? And now you have these school districts that are letting chicks with dicks in the locker room. If I was a parent, I would be appalled. I would be angry. I would put a stop to it. And you know what? And this, it's getting out of control. And this is what I say about the left all the time. They like to push their agenda little by little. They like to go inch by inch. And eventually they get it all in there. They start very small. Like they started with, you know, tra- you know the drag queens and all this other stuff, gays, getting married. And I'm not, I'm not hating on gays. I, 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 you know, I'm indifferent to that, actually. And I don't want to get too off topic. But gays getting married. I'm indifferent to it. I don't really have much of an opinion on it, to be honest with you. Um, but if I, if I had to le- – I would lean more than I'm against it. But it's – you know, I'm not – I don't really – it's something I don't like to really talk about because I don't – I never – I don't think about it, to be honest with you. And it's just another way for lawyers and all these people to make money, to be honest with you, and all the, the state and stuff. Uh, but going back to this, uh, like I said, the, the Democrats, um, you know, here, here's the thing with this whole pushing the agenda, like I said, they will push and they will push and they push. You give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Um, we're, we're seeing, you know, with the Chick-fil-A, with the protests, with the, the, the college campuses and the LGBT. And I mean, it's, it's one instance after the other, but this is just another example of how it's getting out of control. You can't have chicks with dicks in the bathroom with other females. Are you kidding me? I mean, Oh my God, what is wrong with society? All right, here we go. Um, here, here's something really interesting, and this, is, this just proves everything I talk about on my show all the time about victim mentality and how they put these people in so many boxes. And like I said a hundred times, and even said it a bunch of times today, the more boxes the Democrat Party can create, the more powerful their base becomes. And now you have college campuses, and, and college campuses have had all these problems for the longest time. You got war on free speech. You got tampons in men's bathrooms saying men can have, men can have periods too. 
You got the Battle of Chick-fil-A. You got the, uh, the Antifa attacking people. And now here's a new thing. And this has been going on, though. I mean, it goes into slavery reparations, what I'm about to say, and this ridiculousness. But the University of Washington, and for everybody that doesn't know, I'm from Seattle. Uh, I moved down to Phoenix, Arizona about seven years ago. So I'm very familiar with the University of Washington, a very popular school, uh, really in a beautiful location, if you ask me. But uh, here it's disgusting what, what they push at this, these colleges. And it really is communism uh, ideology. But here's another crazy thing. They, the student government there now is requiring a doctor's – they're saying requiring a doctor's note is racist. Yep, you heard that right. The University of Washington student government says requiring a doctor's note is racist. You know what I've said many times? Everything is racist according to liberals. If they can find one thing, they'll find a million things that don't make any sense, but they'll say it's racist anyway. This is how they grow their base. They convince people that others are out to get them. They convince other people that they're, that they're crazy. They convince other people that they need to be in boxes. They convince other people about this victim mentality. You know what? And, and, and look, listen to that, though. A doctor's note is racist. First we heard showing ID is racist. Then we heard uh, I mean, all these different examples, all these different examples. How is any of this racist? You need, you need an ID to, to, to buy liquor. You need an ID to buy cigarettes. You need an ID to uh, go into a bar. You need an ID to um, all, do all these various things. Think about what you need an ID for, to go to a bank, to – it's like where do they come up with this idiocy? Where do they come up with it? A doctor's note is racist. So proof of your, your situation and your sickness is racist? And I, I don't know why we're even talking about this, but to be honest with you, it, it's out there. It's out there. This is how delusional and this is how crazy our millennials and these people have been indoctrinated with this brainwashing bullshit. Excuse my French, but it just doesn't stop. It's over and over at these places, run by liberals. Like, why can't you treat people like a human being? Why do we have to look at skin color? Why do we have to care about that? I don't care what color somebody is. I don't care what their sexual orientation is. Like, live your life. Stop making it everybody else's damn bit. Everybody else's damn business. You draw attention to yourself, and the reason there's so many problems. It's because people want to draw attention to themselves, especially on the left. The best way to get rid of racism, I'll tell you right now, stop talking about it. And that's all the left does. That's one of the reasons why it's still alive. Not the main reason, but it's one of the reasons. You don't look at people for who they are as a human. I don't look at skin color. Enough is enough. Um, We're going to get to the main stuff here in a second, and we also got Joe Collins coming on, which I'm very excited to have him on, joining for Congress in California. And then we'll be having uh, former Massachusetts State Director for the Trump campaign, Dean Tavarada, uh, as well as the whistleblower, a famous whistleblower, uh, Alana Maria Lopez. So a lot, a lot, of, a lot of big people coming on tonight. Uh, but getting back to some of this stuff, and we're going to get to the big stuff in a second. But uh, Texas, and I, I think more people need to do this, but Texas now. It has now had the second county that has declared a Second Amendment sanctuary. And I think everywhere needs to do this, quite frankly. I think anywhere where there's a conservative, I think they need to jump on this now. I think you need to jump on this uh, sanctuary, Second Amendment, right now. 
because anywhere anybody lives in America, they should have the right to a gun no matter what. They should. As long as they're law-abiding, we – and that, that's the only sanctuary I agree with for the Second Amendment. And I love what Texas is doing. Now you have two counties that are doing it. You need to have everywhere in America that's run by a conservative do it now before it's too late. Take action on this. Follow Texas. Make it happen. And I promise this will be a huge success over time. This is a huge, pivotal moment in our history, especially with what's going on with the left and how they're trying to take our guns. You need to create these sanctuaries. First, Second Amendment, law-abiding citizens. End of story. It shouldn't even be a discussion. It should not be. And I love what Texas is doing. I love it. Trust me on this. Um, last thing I'm going to get to on this small, these small topics, and then we'll get to the impeachment stuff. But um, I am really tired of the ACLU. Uh, they are a hate group. They are ignorant. They are delusional. Uh, they are race baiters. Uh, they are dividing people at every single turn. Uh, their their ethics are completely backwards. They have horrible morals. And, and what they're what they're doing right now is they're pushing everything of the victim a victim mentality. Everything. So, you know, they, like I I'm gonna say it again. They want to create all these boxes, all these victims, all these people that they can classify as crazy and classify that you know, they're oppressed. So this is what the ACLU is now doing. We see how they're supporting Black Lives Matter. We see how they're supporting the smelly feminists. We're seeing how they're supporting all these ignorant people. But now what they're saying on International Men's Day, and of course, they can't leave it masculine. They can't let men be men. They can't let men be macho. So they have to make a headline saying, men who get their periods are men. I repeat what their headline said. Men who get their periods are men. How the hell does that make any sense? How the hell does that make any damn sense? Are you disgusted? I mean, aren't you disgusted, people? I mean, regardless of your political affiliation, at some point, this has to go too far. It, I mean, it does. I mean, unless you... Unless you live on 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 a, on a in space or somewhere that isn't America, I I just don't know when enough is enough. It's like wow, 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 wow. You know I I blame I blame these social justice warrior groups for so many of these things. I mean they they have to. And here's here's the thing: these groups have to find a niche in the market. They have to find a way that fits fit fits their place so they and then they have they have certain agendas they have certain um ulterior motives i mean they, they have things that they want to do they have things they uh need, need to do as, as part of what they stand for and that's dividing uh it's it's, it's a sick it's a sick world though it really is all right let's get into this impeachment stuff very excited for our guests to come on though and then i'm going to get to the panel real quick but okay let, let's just face it right here the impeachment thing it's ridiculous, no merit, no legitimate cause, no sufficient evidence, hearsay. And, and think about all these people that are supposed to be the star witnesses. Think about all these people that have been testifying these last couple of weeks. What have been their answers? Did Trump in, get involved with any quid pro quo? No. Did Trump get involved with any bribery? No. Was there any pressure from Trump? No. 
I mean, how many no's do you need to get? How did the call go? Oh, it went fine. It went fine. So the only thing here is the Democrats wasting time trying to ruin people's lives, trying to abuse their power because they have control of the House. It's not going anywhere. I mean, it's, it's funny. It's funny to watch. They can't beat him, so they try to impeach him. They're threatened by him because he's finally giving power. We finally have a president who's giving power back to we the people, and that drives them insane. It drives them crazy. They cannot handle it. They are so used to their special interests. They are so used to their donor power, and that's diminishing. You know, and it's, it really is seeing a president putting America first and um, you know, and it's just it's it's more and more visible every day to voters. Um, we now have 65 percent of the population in America uh, say that impeachment hearings won't change their view of Trump. So 65 percent already have a made up, uh, and that's both parties. They already have a made up, and there's even Democrats right now that don't like Trump, Democratic voters, but they're like this whole impeachment is a waste of time. Like get back to working for your constituents. So it's one of those things. That, and think about this. You have Vindman, Vindman, the Vindman, confirmed Trump's call summary. He confirmed it, that everything went fine. Uh, you have Sodlin, Trump never asked directly for quid pro quo. You know, and all these people, when they're asked about Joe Biden, they say they did nothing about it, and they knew what Joe Biden was doing, and they refuse to say whether they think that's against the law, what Joe Biden did. So, I mean, you see how the bias, you see how the jaded situation is? I mean, it's, it's, it's such a – it's a whole it's – a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a twilight zone. It's another universe these people live on. It's the biggest lie ever. And, and think about this. Fiona Hill was testifying. And she said Obama denied weapons to Ukraine for political reasons. Hmm. Oh, that sure sounds like something that they're trying to impeach Trump for, which Trump never did, but Obama actually did it. He actually denied weapons to Ukraine for political reasons. Now, you're telling me that there isn't a double standard here. You're telling me there's not a double standard? I mean, come on. You know, and, and think about this. One of their star witnesses, Dave, David Holmes, they claimed he knew everything about the call, right? Well, apparently, David Holmes was drinking wine and didn't know anything, didn't pay attention to the call and didn't know, he said. And President Trump, even after the entire thing went down uh, the other day, uh, he cited Gordon Sodland's testimony as basically an exoneration. I mean, from everything that was said from all these people, especially uh, Sodland, no crime was committed. Done. Why are we still spinning the circle? Why are we still beating a dead horse? This is the biggest abuse of power I have ever seen. It's disgusting. And I want to I wanna play, play a clip. Um, well, actually, real quick, guys, real quick, and I, and I apologize for this. 
and I, I know we're running a little late, so bear with me. But I, I, I didn't get to the last small segment. It's going to take me two seconds, and we're going to get right back into this whole um, Ukraine thing. But this, and, and what, I, what, I, what, I, what I forgot is a really big thing that's been going on the last couple of days in the media. But, and I, and I, I hate doing this. I hate shifting. But I have to just for a second, and we'll come right back to this. But going into this whole Colin Kaepernick thing, and this is something I had to talk about because I did not get to it the other day. Uh, this guy is a real asshole. You know, he's a real punk. I mean, I've never seen somebody mo- so disrespectful in sports. This guy's a drama queen. He's an attention seeker. He's the most arrogant and delusional person I think I've ever heard speak. And he thinks the goddamn world revolves around him. He thinks everything's about him. And you know what? To be honest with you, if you, if you saw him play his last couple games, when he, when he, last, last time he was in the NFL, like three years ago, he started sucking. He was not very good. I don't know what happened to his arm, but he started throwing like a girl. And I'm, I'm not – if you go, go look at his form. Go look at his workout the other day. He does not have the same form that he once did when he was a, a big star. He was a big star for a couple of years, but then he faded away. Like, I mean, a lot of athletes fade away. Um, but getting back into this, this guy is a disgrace to the black community. Uh, he never talks about black-on-black crime. He only wants to talk about that less than 1% chance that a white cop, a bat, and I'm, I'm not saying all cops are good, but uh, most cops are, and you got those few that are crooked, but it's not, they're not crooked to the extent like the media portrays cops. Like the media likes to say, oh, there's all these bad cops. No, there's a few, and we've seen there's a few, but n- not to the extent that that's reported. And I- I'm sick of the, the war, the war on our police officers, our heroes. And, and, you know, we're seeing just this divisiveness coming from, Colin Kaepernick, and the fact that the NFL would even give this guy an opportunity, especially after all everything he's caused, think about all the ticket sales that were lost. Think about all the ratings that, were, that dropped. Think about, I mean, he, he made so many people stop watching football that it's not even funny. You would think that the NFL would understand that this is bad for business. I mean, they are a business after all, uh, and the first thing in business you want to do the most is profit and, and have, your, have your sales up. Uh, this is this is not any way of, of going about it. And you have even people on the left, not 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 a lot of them, but some people that are like, oh man, he's just attention seeking. And check this out: the NFL went went about and got him a tryout, got him a workout, and guess what he did? He 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 blew them off, and he went to a field, a high school field, and then he tells all these people, "Come to me." NFL executives, come watch me. I'm not coming to you. I've been waiting three years. I'm here. You come over to me if you want me. After the NFL gets this prick a tryout, he pulls the entitlement bullshit. And this is a problem with, with, with what he's spewing in this country because the people that look up to him feel entitled. They feel like they're owed something. That this, is, this is what the left has created, and they've created monsters like Colin Kaepernick. And Colin Kaepernick likes to say that he can relate with the black community. He likes to say that he knows what it's like. He grew up with a white mama. He grew up in a white neighborhood. He's a millionaire. He's never lived in the ghetto in his life. Fuck. Come on, man. It's just like, I mean, it's fake. It's fake. It's phony. But listen to this son of a bitch. Listen to this asshole. Excuse my French. Listen to this guy. He's the most entitled POS I've ever heard talk. Hey, let me start by saying I appreciate y'all coming out. That means a lot to me. Our biggest thing with everything today, 
making sure we had transparency in what went on. We weren't getting that elsewhere, so we came out here. It's important that y'all are here. Y'all been attacked for the last three years. Y'all continue to be attacked. We appreciate what y'all do. Appreciate you being here today. We appreciate the work you do for the people and telling the truth. That's what we want in every day. I've been ready for three years. I've been denied for three years. We all know why I came out here showed it today in front of everybody. We have nothing to hide. And we're waiting for the 32 owners, the 32 teams, Roger Goodell, all of them to stop running. Stop running from the truth. Stop running from the people. We're out here. We're ready to play. Ready to go anywhere. My agent, Jeff Nally, is ready to talk to any team. I'll interview with any team at any time. I'm staying ready. I'm staying ready. I'll continue to be ready. To all the people that came out here today to support, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. To the people that are here, I'm thinking of you. I appreciate you supporting from where you are. We'll continue to give you updates as we hear. We'll be waiting to hear from Roger Goodell, the NFL, the 32 team. We'll let you know if we hear from them. Ball's in their court. We're ready to go. God, what a peak. What a phony, man. And even Stephen A. Smith is calling this guy out. You have people that even admit, say that, he, that Colin Kaepernick, behind closed doors, has admitted that he does not want to play football. He just wants attention. It's good for his brand. It's disgusting. It really is. Okay, I, I don't want to spend too much time more on this. I, I want to get back to the Russia stuff. This whole, this whole hoax crap, like I've been saying, I just went into a whole thing about it before the Kaepernick thing. No legitimate cause, no sufficient evidence, all hearsay. Trump should have been exonerated after this past week. In a real, honest, authentic legal system, Trump would have been exonerated. It would have been over. It would have been done. And I just want to show you evidence, very small evidence right here, one of many that shows Trump's exonerated. Listen to this. Did the president ever tell you personally about any preconditions? For anything? No. Okay, so the president never told you about any preconditions for the aid to be released? No. Uh, the president never told you about any preconditions for a White House meeting? Personally, no. The, uh, you said you didn't have your records or your documents from the State Department, but if you did, there wouldn't be any document or record that ties President Trump personally to any of this, correct? Boy, I don't want to speculate what would be. Yeah, your documents or records. I don't recall anything like that. Okay. It happens. Okay. So there you have it. And then I want to play this real quick, and then we're all going to talk about it, and I'm going to get to my guests. I'm really excited. Big show tonight. Uh, but here, I want, to, I want to play what Trump said right after the entire situation. Uh, play this. Here we go. So very quickly, just a quick comment on what's going on in terms of testimony with Ambassador Salva. And I just noticed one thing, and I would say that means it's all over. What do you want from Ukraine? He asked me. What do you want from Ukraine? I keep hearing all these different ideas and theories. And Ambassador Sondland speaks to me. It's happening. I turned off the television. What do you want from Ukraine? I keep hearing all these different ideas and theories. What do you want? What do you want? a very short and abrupt conversation that he had with me. He said he was not in a good mood. I'm always in a good mood. I don't know what <laughs> He just said, how he's talking about 
what I want from you. Nothing. I want nothing. Then it's like, so he goes, yes, it's like, what do you want? They keep hearing all these things. What do you want? So there you have it, guys. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's ridiculous. It really is. Uh, I do want to go to Tim. Let's go to Tim first. Tim, go ahead. Any, all your thoughts on anything, the stuff I said, as well as the impeachment stuff? All great stuff tonight, Rory. I got to start with Jesse Smollett. He is today's poster child of today's left. You have, you have somebody that just wants to play all the identity politics, which is what the left wants because their ultimate goal Break down America and get rid of these, get rid of the American values. So here you have a guy. I believe he's biracial. He identifies as black. I believe. Uh, I believe he's he's gay, and he comes up with this hoax that everybody knows is is just flagrantly just uh, it's just it's just a bad hoax. And yet now he's going to milk that whole situation for his own gain. And this is going to tie into what Kaepernick's, Kaepernick's doing as well. You, you, you take this and, and you make it for your own gain at the demise of the country and many Americans. And, and you just, now you just, you're going to sue for something that you created. And there will be people that will support him as we've seen, and, you know, the Obamas, he was close to the Obamas and Oprah, I believe. This is what is so wrong with America. People like this guy, just they're anti-American, and these identity politics, it's by design, it's what the left wants, that is, that is destroying our great nation. So Justin Smollett, he, he definitely gets a huge uh, negative person of the year award from me. So uh, the debates, I can't stand watching these debates. So we already know what's going to be said, and – I believe in my heart the they don't the, the left doesn't stand a chance in this election. Now it, there's always that possibility, but what you'll see in the debate is just somebody trying to out left and out hate Trump the other person. And maybe they'll come they'll they'll move more to the middle down the road, but right now it's just it's it's everything that's anti America and it's what Khrushchev pronounced would happen to this country that they would slowly take us over from within and that is the left's goal they believe in tyranny and big government that's what you see on display unfortunately there are a lot of low information voters out there who see this stuff and they don't pay attention to the details and they don't care about being educated enough to really understand they just pick up the sound bites and the left and the media know this so they put these things out there and people see saying sound bites and talking points, and that stuff does stick in their heads for a lot of the people across this country. So, um, Maryland gun laws, I wanted to bring up. You're talking about, uh, I believe, Texas and, and and just other gun things. And many of you guys know I, I am from the Baltimore area. Maryland has had five years of 300-plus murders, highest murder rate per capita in the country. Chicago has a larger volume of murders. These two cities have the strictest gun laws, and yet the murder rate is through the roof. And the reason I bring this up is five years ago, Maryland had a stiffer gun regulation put in place, and, and since then, you've seen the crime go up. So it's a complete correlation. 
you take away someone's right to defend themselves, and then the murder rates go up. And when you diss the police openly as well, and you talk about we need to support the anti-American movements that are out there, these are the things that destroy cities, they destroy black communities, they destroy white communities, and they will destroy our nation. So, yes, not not every person in every profession is great, but I will always back the first responders like me, most Americans will, will because they are great Americans that are doing a, a great job for, for us. There are the bad apples, like I said, in every profession, but in general, these people put their lives on, at, at risk for us. So um, Epstein, I'll go on record and say I don't think Epstein killed himself. So I've done a lot of speeches around the country, and when I say that, the crowd goes nuts because we all knew this was going to happen before it ever even occurred. We knew that Epstein somehow was going to be killed because he had all that information, and he was tied to the Clintons. And maybe it's still circumstantial. I don't believe so, but there are there are a lot of suicides that happen around the Clintons, and – I will say the Clintons were great politicians in the 90s. I remember watching them and not liking anything they stood for, but they knew how to play that game, and that's how they amassed their power. And they took out people that were in their way, whether it was with Bill's sexual exploits or Hillary's enemies. They just found ways to to do that stuff. Joe, Joe Biden. All right, so Joe Biden's from Delaware. Uh, just next door here to Maryland, and is, has always been very well known. Joe seems like a likable guy, but is always wrong. And this ties in just like with the Clintons. Joe and his family have always been involved in the swamp and the corruption, the things that most Americans can't get away with. Now, I have experience in the gas and energy field. And I can't get a job making $3 million a year for something, but yet Hunter Biden can. And it's this goes back to the people believing that there are two Americas. And you have the elites that get these types of deals, and then you have the rest of us who don't. And in psychology, there's that, the word transparency, which means when you're guilty of something, you and Saul Linsky – preach this, put it on the other person, and that's what the left does to the Republicans, and they're doing that with Trump. So you have, you have what the left is guilty of, and the left spins it as the Republicans and Trump. They do it, and they do it. Anytime they cry out something is wrong with the conservatives, the Americans, and the right, it's them that are usually guilty of what's going on. So I always say lift that bail because there is definitely dirt there. And the Bidens have always have been part of that. Uh, trans bathrooms. So most Americans don't support this. And when this whole ordeal happened, I, I had thought about growing up. And there was a there was a hermaphrodite that we worked uh, alongside <laughs> in a mall. And you know what? I mean, we 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 knew that the person's name was B. And we didn't think anything. We, we, we thought, you know what, that's, 
that's just got to be a tough way to to live. But you know, you you do what you got to do. We didn't think any less of of D, but when you now allow mental and and mental issues to procreate and become the norm, and you put the lives of other people at risk, then you really have issues there. And I, as a father, I have three daughters and, and two sons. I will go nuts if I see any man trying to go into my daughter's bathroom or anything along those lines because the the idea of America is to be free and you can you can protect yourself and have those God-given rights protected, and I will protect my family at all costs. My campaign manager is is homosexual, and he's expressed to me many times, and, and many of the groups that I've been speaking with across the country uh, where there's a lot of like the homosexual community there, they talk about how the trans movement is destroying their movement because many people – most people don't care what you do in your private life. But the trans movement is – had to be one step above the, the homosexual movement, but it had to be forced upon us, and it makes, it makes the regular gay community have a, a, a stigma, and they don't want that. They know that to be accepted as who you are is fine, but don't force it upon other people, and especially when it puts other people at risk. So – uh, the doctor's notes. Um, I wasn't aware of the story, so this was this was amusing when you were talking about this. And I, I can't think of doctor's notes being racist, but it's the left and Saul Alinsky's tactics to go out and say, hey, everything is racist. Everything is wrong. So it doesn't surprise me that they come out with these types of things, and here you got something else crazy going on, so – Kaepernick, I watched that guy play in, in college. I'm a Notre Dame guy, and I remember Notre Dame playing against Nevada, and I saw Kaepernick, and I thought, hey, this is a – I heard his story. I thought, this seems like a good guy. And he got drafted, and he played, and he was not a bad quarterback in the beginning, and there were no issues. But somebody got a hold of him, changed his mindset, and then said, this is how we can market you so that you stay relevant. And you hit on this, Rory. Kaepernick never intended to get back and play. I don't think he. I, I believe he thinks he, he doesn't have the ability to play at that level anymore, anyway. But he knew somehow that he could milk this and continue this narrative so that he gets rich and he stays in the limelight, but at the expense of America. And it keeps the divisiveness going that the left wants. So a big thumbs down to Kaepernick and the left for allowing this stuff to propagate and destroy our country. Lastly, the impeachment. So, yes, most people, and I think the polls are reflecting this, they don't care. They just don't want to hear it. They don't want this impeachment stuff going on. Most people know it's bogus and it's just a witch hunt. But you have people that are more of a low-information voter that see this stuff on TV they don't pay attention to it. They just consistently hear it. And it takes seven times to hear something before it sticks in your head. When you hear something like the president might be guilty of this and this, and you hear it over and over, now you have that stigma in your head that eh, something might have happened. You, he's not guilty of what they're, they're pushing, but they will keep pushing it because they want 
that little information voter to say, eh, he's probably guilty because I've heard it on the news. So you will have this beaten down in our brains, and that's exactly what the Democrats want. They know that they're going to look like clowns in this impeachment. They know that most people don't agree with them, but they keep pushing it. It's the only way that they think they can win. So they will keep pushing this, and I believe they'll keep pushing it into year five of Donald Trump's presidency because it's the only narrative they have. Their policies don't work, and that is what their base wants. Their base is so far left that they need to placate them. So, you know, a thumbs down to the Democrats here as well with this impeachment stuff. And many people who support Donald Trump, they don't care whatever comes out. They don't care. They will will back this president no matter what. So that's my take on everything. As, As always, Rory. Great topics and great talking talking points there. Absolutely. Always, always a pleasure, Tim. And, Tim, I, I really want you to win, man, in Maryland, man. I, we need you in Congress, buddy. We need you, we need you protecting our president. If, if I may, this seat has been identified now as a potential flip, you know, one of the 19 seats to take back the House. So right. thank you, President Trump, for calling out this city and what's going on because now it's, an, uh, it's possible. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, I'm going to go to Todd. I got like two more people on the panel. I, I'm sorry about the delay tonight, guys. We're running a little late. We got Joe Collins coming on here soon. And I also have uh, Ilana Marie Lopez, who's a very popular whistleblower, and I'm excited to talk to her. But I want to go to Todd McKinley first. Uh, Todd, you're, you're, you're 99% sure you're running for Congress uh, in Tennessee. We need you in there helping our president. But what are your thoughts on everything I said, man? Well, you guys unpacked a lot of stuff there. Uh, you know, you know. Let's talk about sanctuary uh, with Second Amendment sanctuary counties. My my Sullivan County uh, Commission tonight in Tennessee voted to become a sanctuary uh, county. Uh, so I think it's one of the very few in Tennessee. Uh, you know, I know several of the state state representatives over the past few years have tried to push for constitutional carry, and oddly enough, in in a state like Tennessee, where it's uh, you know, the state legislature, the House and the Senate is, you know, a supermajority uh, still can't get a, a constitutional carry pass, which is kind of odd in my opinion. Uh, but I'm glad my county commissioners tonight voted to become a sanctuary uh, a county with regards to the Second Amendment. Uh, you know, it, and it talked about the transgender issue. Uh, you know, just a few years ago, you know, transgender, transgenderism, what have you. Uh, was seen as a, a, a mental issue, a mental disorder, you know, and I, I still think of it as that, you know, and at the end of the day, I, I look at these folks as, you know, they're, they're human beings, uh, and let's not, let's not infringe on their constitutional rights. At the end of the day, however, let's not give them special rights. Let's not give folks access to a bathroom that they shouldn't be going into uh, because, you know, it, it's a slippery slope, as the, the old saying goes. Uh, you know, next thing you know, there's going to be people that's going to truly just take advantage of it. Uh, if you look at all the, the athletes that are out there now, uh, you, you know, that are identifying as women uh, that are just doing it, obviously, to, 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 to win these competitions, uh, you know, it, 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 it doesn't bode well for female athletes that are out there. And I, and I know uh, for those who like South Park and like comedy, they have a, a character that's kind of like Macho Man Randy Savage, who, who is, uh, identifies as a trans person. Uh, and it's just very funny. And, he's, and this person is going around beating up all the women and all this stuff, winning all the all their different competitions. So, you know, it, they're just kind of poking fun at it. But at the end of the day, it is kind of like that. And, you know, the, another topic you touched on was Chick-fil-A. Uh, you know, if you give an inch, you know, they're going to take a mile, you know, and that's exactly what happened here. Chick-fil-A, you know, I don't know how or why, 
you know, they, they folded and buckled, and they're not supporting an organization, you know, like the uh, Salvation Army, for example. And then, of course, as soon as they, 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 they give in on that, the next thing you know, the ACU and all these other different groups are calling them out, you know, to, to do more. So you, you can't give them an inch because the next thing you know, it is going to be a mile, then it's going to be two miles, and the next thing you know, you're, you're, you're 24, 25 miles down the road, and you don't even know how the heck you get back to where, where you started from. Uh, and, you know, and I like the idea how you talk about boxes. You know, I always call it circles. Uh, but, you know, whenever you divide people up and say, well, you know, you're not responsible for your lot in life, and it's, all, it's, it's the Republicans or it's the white male Republicans, it's the establishment, it's the rich. It's always somebody else that's to blame for your lot in life. And if you keep voting for me, we'll make sure that we continue to take care of you. And you can always keep, keep your thumb on them, if you will, or, or you can keep your boot on them. And that's what the Democrats have done to, to these different groups. And, of course, the, the, the more boxes that they, that they create, uh, the more victims that, they, that, they'll, that they'll have and, and uh, that they can basically control. Uh, whenever these different boxes come together, you know, they became a, a powerful voting block, and Democrats definitely don't want that. Uh, so you know, I like how you're, you, you describe that. And, and Colin Kaepernick. You know, here he is, you know, call, calling the, the NFL out and Roger Goodell and all these people uh, who, who you know, I don't think they're the best people in the daggone world. But for Colin Kaepernick to basically say he, he has a right to play in the NFL or has a right to a job, you know, I think is absolutely ridiculous. You know, what about me? I, I want to be the quarterback for the New England Patriots, you know. So why don't I get a job there? Why, why, why don't I get a tryout? You know, what do I have to do to get a tryout? Uh, do I just need to be a victim, or what do I need to do? Find one of those boxes and, and kind of jump into it, and maybe the Democrats will get behind me and get me a tryout. I mean, I, I don't understand that. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, and Stephen A. Smith was right. You know, if you you saw him calling uh, Kaepernick out, I mean, he hit him several times, uh, and he was right. You know, every time he he's, he's been calling him out, and you could find his videos on YouTube calling Kaepernick out. Um, you know, and another thing is, you know, that if you if you look at all these different little catchwords. Uh, you know, like like your last uh, you know last caller just said. You know, they keep repeating all these different words over and over. They keep re- repeating you know the the talking points. Uh, you know, like for example, the word transparency. They'll they'll hit these words for like a week at a time, and then they'll then they'll switch to another to another word. And 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 it's one of those things that uh you know they keep repeating it over and over. Uh, and, and at some point, somebody's going to believe it. Uh, you know, and, and Yuri Bezmenov. Uh, you know, several years ago, discussed this and, and, and warned us about you know the, the stages of communism, and the stages of communism are is the demoralization, destabilization, uh, crisis, and normalization. And we've been you know basically seeing those, uh, especially since the, basically the 1960s and, and LBJ's Great Society. Uh, these things have been at play. Uh, America, in a lot of ways, has, has been demoralized and continues to be. Uh, and, and we're very unstable in, in a lot of respects. And you know, if you look at our national debt. $23 trillion and growing. That's just, just one example. You know, we have wars that, that don't even end. We have deep, uh, deep state operatives that are out there basically uh, thinking that, that they run the show whenever, you know, a, a duly elected president is the person who's in charge of the executive branch. And, and there's, there's many more examples of this. And, you know, and there, I know somebody just mentioned, I believe it was Nikita Khrushchev, uh, you know, what he said. He says the press is our chief ideological weapon and basically our ally. Whenever it comes to pushing America uh, towards communism, and we see it at play every day, you know, you turn on the fake news, CNN, and all these other uh, uh, groups. You know, uh, even even ABC, CBS, and NBC, the the old school uh, three networks. You know, they're doing the same thing. They're 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 fake news nowadays, uh, which is which is very sad. Used to you could turn that on and, and basically trust what you're going to hear is factual. 
Uh, but nowadays, it's not that way. Um, you know, it's very sad uh, that we're to this point. But, you know, people need to realize, hey, if you want a, a future that you, you have a say in, you know, it may not be the future that, you know, you, you plan you plan for, but at least you're going to have a say, then you don't need to vote Democrat. You need to wake up, vote for Republicans, go out and recruit good, you know, uh, good conservatives, even if they're not necessarily Republicans, good, good, good conservatives to run for office or, or, you know, throw your hat in the ring yourself. Uh, go out there and talk about the issues and educate folks and then tell them why it's so important to show up and vote and especially why it's important not to vote for Democrats. That's for sure. Uh, but anyway, you know, a lot of stuff that you unpacked there, and then I, I agree with everything, everything everybody said so far. Absolutely. Uh, always always on point. Very well said. Uh, thank you so much, Todd. Uh, I do want to – I do want to – absolutely. Uh, let's uh, – Chris Bray, uh, go ahead, my friend, and then we'll take a commercial. Then we'll introduce Joe Collins, and then we will have uh, Elena Marie Lopez as well, which I'm very excited. So, Chris, go ahead. Chris, are you there? Chris, hear me? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, I heard yeah, a lot of good stuff work. tonight. The the I believes, I think, I feel, I felt, you know, those are the new mantras of the Democratic Party. That's what I heard from those witnesses this week uh, in, the, in the Trump uh, attempt at impeachment. You know, it annoys me so much I've got to turn the TV off, and I'm sure a lot of Americans are doing the same thing. You, you just can't tolerate it. You know, one thing I didn't hear discussed tonight that I w- I'd be interested in from the audience and any of your uh, speakers tonight, where do you think this is going? Uh, you know, Fox and, and a lot of the other news stations have, have ideas about where this is going, and I kind of think, you know, the Democrats have boxed themselves into a corner. And they're like the little boy who cried wolf. They've got to continue on with this fake impeachment because they can't go back. They don't. There's no backward plan. They can only go forward. So they're going to do articles of impeachment. This thing's going to go to the Senate. It's going to become a trial, and it's going to get blown out of the water. And in the interim, I think the Democrats are going to destroy their chance in 2020 because they're going to be seen as the architects of this whole charade. And and at the end, all their candidates are going to get overshadowed by this. You know, nobody's watching, I don't think very much, these Democratic debates anymore because it's it's a clown show, uh, you know. And, and now it, they're just attacking who the clowns on the stage are just attacking the leader, whoever's the popular in the polls at the time. So come 2020, you know, come voting time in November, I just think, you know, Trump's going to have a lock on this because of the stupidity of the plan of the democrats you know it's just it's unbelievable and everything that that your guys have the speakers have said tonight i agree with everything that i've heard you know the country's sadly divided families you can't even discuss politics civilly at the table i think we probably all got some friends that we haven't uh gotten rid of we haven't alienated because they're our friends but we disagree with them completely on politics. I know I've got some uh, friends and some family that, that are on the other side of this, and you try and talk logic to them, and, and logic and truth and proof and facts don't seem to mean anything nowadays. You know, anybody can say anything, and suddenly if it gets enough soundbite, it becomes true. The whole Jesse Smollett thing was a travesty. 
it's a travesty for the country because it sets a terrible tone and it, it's driving our culture into the belief that, that this stuff is true. Instead of nipping this in the bud immediately and condemning it so that it doesn't move forward. You know, uh, you, you all talked on the topic of uh, Colin Kaepernick, you know, that guy. What a self-entitled, uh, pompous, arrogant individual to think. And some people have come out in support of him to say that, the, you know, the NFL owes him a job. Nobody owes you anything, Mr. Kaepernick. Nobody owes you a thing. You know, you're, you are in your own situation, and I firmly believe he's, he's not interested in playing football. He's interested in getting a platform to start to spread his anti-American sentiment again because I understand he's got an activist girlfriend who's been his influence since he before he left the NFL, and that started all that uh, bowing and, and knee bending uh, during the playing of the national anthem. So it's just a bunch of nonsense. It's scary to me the direction this country is going in, and yeah, God forbid, God help us all if anybody other than President Trump were elected in in November 2020. God help us all. No, I agree. I agree 100 percent. Absolutely. Um, always well said. Um, thank you. I'm going to take a quick commercial, and we'll be right back with Joe Collins. Stay with us, everybody. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love, like chicken, shrimp, and cheese, just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street noodles. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Fridays, the home of endless absence. Endless absence every night, 9 p.m. to close. She's still the one for you, and Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines, and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain, as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse heart or blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoking behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sodder Show, coast to coast, 
worldwide, listened to in 25 different countries, on nearly 70 online platforms. Everybody, it's a beautiful night uh, coming to you live from Phoenix, Arizona. I do want to welcome to the show the U.S. congressional candidate from California, Joe Collins. Joe, how are you? Welcome. Hey, good afternoon. How are you? Doing well, man. Joe, uh, first time on the show. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Oh, I'm uh, from from South Central Los Angeles, born and raised. And uh, my mother moved us out of uh, South Central because of gang violence. Whenever I got into high school, she moved us to Texas. I joined the Navy in 2004. I served 13 and a half years in the United States Navy. Got out the end of 2017, and uh, now I'm running for Congress in South Los Angeles against Maxine Waters. Oh, man, man. So, first of all, thank you for your service. Um, thank so, you. Man, growing up growing up in South Central, tell us about that. I mean, that's that's crazy, man. Yeah, any any inner city that you grew up in is bad. That's the type of place that, you know, you, you're not necessarily proud of, but it's something that you can, you can say that you've been a part of. But um, it's not necessarily a place that anybody would want to grow up in or not necessarily a place anybody would want to be able to raise their children in. And you think that, you know, these, these amount of years of gang violence, poverty, no jobs, that the elected representatives would actually do something to create some type of value or to bring some quality, quality jobs in um, will, will be on the top of their priority, but it's not. And so in order to get the things that we need to have some type of a higher quality of life to have some type of jobs is us to us as as young conservatives to be able to step up and and take charge of our own cities, take charge of our state, take charge of our country, and tell the liberals with the terrible liberal policies that you know we don't we're not going to take it anymore. We uh, know what we need, and it's quality jobs. We need uh, housing, and we just need an overall better better lifestyle. And that's what the Democrats are not providing for us. Right, right. No, I hear you. Absolutely. Um, and so for people that don't know, please tell everybody what areas uh, your district covers that you're running in that Maxine Waters is currently in charge of right now. So the district consists of parts of South Central Los Angeles, parts of Inglewood, Torrance, Hawthorne, Gardena, Lomita, uh, Del Air, Harbor City, pretty much part of the South Bay. Okay, and, and tell tell everybody, for people that don't know, I mean, I, I'm very familiar with California and ha- how they're really struggling with uh-huh. their streets, homeless epidemic, mm. uh, gang, gang violence. I mean, tell everybody about the current, uh, you know, situation in the district. Well, the things that you see on TV is 100% true. Homelessness is 100% true. Um, gang violence, 100% true. I actually grew up in it. The poverty level, 100% true. Not having jobs, 100% true. Taxes, everything. Every, everything that's bad is, is 100% true. So when you see the president go on TV or, or the radio, he talks about how these cities are shitholes. Uh, you know what? It's true. It is. And, you, and a lot of people get upset about it. But, I mean, you can't ignore the reality. You know, when you look at the things on TV, when you see the homeless population, when you see people struggling um, to, to get quality jobs or, or to maintain some type of quality lifestyle or even provide for their children, you know, is really hard. And uh, Maxine Waters hasn't done much for the community in a long time. Uh, and it's this whole hate rhetoric that they speak, you know, impeach the president for this, impeach the president for that. You know, you, you have to look at it and you got to say it's kind of hypocritical to hear them talk about impeaching somebody when you can come, you know, look on TV and find out what's happening in a district that are ran by Democrats. 
You know, it's 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 a real hypocritical. You got Adam Schiff uh, sitting up there trying to run an impeachment inquiry off hearsay information. You got Maxine Waters yelling impeach 45. You have Ted Lieu, who's non-existent, and they're all against the president. And maybe the president's policies are not the best policies in the world, but at least he's trying. He's doing something, and he's doing more than what these Democratic elected officials are doing. You know, so for them to get up there and say impeach the president, but not have any type of plans or any type of goals or any type of structure to rebuild our own cities is very hypocritical. We need to get rid of these people. Absolutely. And here, you know, we see people like Maxine Waters, who I don't know how somebody like that keeps getting elected. The only thing I can think of is voter fraud. I mean, what, 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 how do you feel about it? I mean, are people really voting for her? I'm going to tell you this. It's not even voter fraud. We have 750,000 people that live in the district. 388,000 people are registered to vote, and only about 150,000 people come out to vote. So it's not voter fraud. What it is is lack of voter participation. So our goal uh, whenever we're running for office is to get people excited about having a quality candidate that they can vote for to come out and vote. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. And it, it it really is one of those things where – you know, these, these inner cities keep getting worse under Democrat leadership. And I've said for the longest time, the reason Democrats want to have these problems in these inner cities, the reason they don't do anything about it, is because they want to say they have a solution as a talking point. But in reality, they, mm-hmm. never, have any mean, they never have any means of fixing it. Yeah, they don't. They get rich off uh, race baiting to get rich off hate rhetoric by making people of color, minorities, people who live in inner cities. Sorry, sorry about that. I'm in a, I'm in a parking lot. No, you're fine. <laughs> I, I was at a meeting. I had to step out. But they get rich off, off making people feel like they're hated because they live in the inner cities. They get rich off making people in inner cities believe that they're supposed to be poor, and this is, this is the best that they can do. They get rich off this stuff. So what, what do you do if you want to maintain you know, the status quo? You continue to tell people that things that the Republican Party are things that, that are good for you don't belong to you because you're black, because you're Hispanic, because you're Asian, because you live in inner cities. Nothing good is for you. You're supposed to have the poorest of the poor, and anything anybody tells you different hates you. They're racist, you know? Yeah, I, yeah and, that, and that's another problem, and I talk about this on my show all the time. You know, when, when we have – when you have like black Republicans or or anybody of color that's a that it doesn't vote Democrat, they get looked at differently. And when like when when people go into inner cities and talk to some of these these kids and some some of these voters, like they they they're under the impression that they have to vote Democrat. They they don't understand that they they get brainwashed with stuff like oh all Republicans are racist. They're, but in reality, it's the Democrats who are ruining these people. But I hate the brainwashing. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, brainwashing, it, it goes on. You know, I, I'm from the inner cities. I grew up as a Democrat until I started to educate myself. And I switched parties purely because of the history of both parties, you know, with the Republican Party being created as an anti-slavery party, the party for freedom, the party that you can be able to generate and create your own type of wealth without the interference of the government. And with the Democratic Party being a party who instituted slavery, fought to keep slavery going, and still to this day is doing the same exact thing. 
it's not that slavery doesn't exist. It's just they change the name uh, of slavery. They change the game of slavery so they make you feel like, you know, we have to give you these policies, right? And I tell people this all the time. They say, well, we're going to give you uh, Section 8 housing, right? It's just like living on a plantation. And they say, well, we're going to give you a job because we understand that you don't have a lot of jobs. And so what they do, they, they provide you with the poorest jobs so you can't even provide for your family, so you have to continue to live in the BS. And then they say, well, we're going to protect you, but we're going to pass all these laws that, that you have to follow, just like you know, back in the days, and if you don't follow those laws, we're going to send the police to come in and beat you down or shoot you or kill you if you're from the inner cities, just like back in the days when they say, well, if you don't follow what we say, then we're going to put you off the plantation or we're going to whip you uh, or we're going to separate you from your families. So the the game from the Democrats, you know, it never changed. They just changed the way the game is played. And so, you know, nothing has really changed. The The Republican Party is still the party of anti-slavery, is still a party of freedom. And if you go back and look at the values that everybody has, they want to be able to live in nice houses, nice cars. They want to be able to make a lot of money. People want the best uh, education. They want to say that, you know, we, we built our own businesses. Everybody wants the best. We want to be able to take care of our children, you know, and these are values of the conservative party. These are values that the Republican party fights for. I've never heard anybody say, you know, when I grow up, I want to be poor. I've never heard anybody say that ever. But they go right. with the Democratic no, I... Party, and from my understanding, I've never met anybody who joined the Democratic Party who was already rich. It's always a poor person, get a part of the Democratic Party, preach the same hateful rhetoric, then become rich because of what they've been talking about. Right. And you know what? And it's it, it's it, it's crazy. It really is. And, and I'm, you know, I was just talking with a friend of mine the other day who's a black Trump supporter, and, and we were talking about what's it going to take for people to – especially in these inner city communities, to see the light, to see what's really going on and stop listening to the fake media. I mean, you have black unemployment at the lowest it's ever been. I mean, you have black, the black community in the best shape ever. Uh, they, they, they're in the best circumstances, but still, Democrats still want to say, oh, Trump's racist, Trump's this per- hateful person. You can't listen to him. Well, yeah, I mean, it's true. We do have the lowest black unemployment. We do have the lowest black unemployment for women. We have the best, you know, when it comes to lifestyle, but that's not in the inner cities. The inner cities still facing poverty. And the reason why is because you have the, the Democrats, they hate the president so much that they want to allow these programs to be implemented into the inner cities, like criminal justice reform, first step back, opportunity zones, even when it comes to unemployment, because they'll tax it so much where jobs will move out of the state. And so, yes, we have low unemployment, but we don't have quality low unemployment for the inner cities. And, and it's, I'm going to be honest, it's the Democrats fault. And I don't like, you know, blaming parties because I feel like everybody choose a party and it's their preference and you have to respect someone else's choices, but you know what? It's piss poor. And what it will take for the black community to wake up is we need the Republican party to actually get out into our communities and start discussing these issues. You know, everybody can say like, Oh yeah, we want the Republican party. You know, we, we want this, we want that. But if they never come out, how can we know the benefits of the Republican party? How can we know that we're going to be accepted into the Republican party? How do we know that conservatism is for everybody unless they actually get their, their, their scary asses into our communities and start talking about the same stuff that they talk about on TV. Democrats don't have a problem with doing it. Exactly. Exactly. You're spot on. You're absolutely spot on. And, uh, you know, we're seeing people like Kanye West, like Floyd Mayweather, like Tiger Woods, like Mike Tyson, big-time people 
that support the president, and I think it's really making a difference um, in mm-hmm. these communities. I really think, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It makes a difference. Yeah, because when they see people like Kanye, who's, you know, arguably the greatest artist of his generation, you know, supporting the president, and then you see, like, big athletes like Floyd Mayweather and Mike Tyson and Tiger Woods, it mm-hmm. speaks volumes. It definitely helps. And I think um, I, I think he needs to get a whole coalition together of, of the athletes and, 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 you know, especially the black athletes and the black celebrities that support him. I think it would really do a lot of good, especially uh, in these in these areas. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think it is good. I think they need to come out. They need to, to to support the president publicly. But I think they also need to get in our communities and start talking about the reasons why they support the president. I mean, you can right. get on TV and talk about that stuff all day, but we you got to understand we have a liberal media. It's a liberal one-sided media that the majority of the people listen to. And so unless these people actually start getting out in the streets and, and getting into the inner cities in our communities and start publicly expressing that they support the president and telling the reasons why, nobody's going to listen to them. Right. Well, and, and yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. I, I want to shift topics just a little bit. So I want to ask you, what's it going to take, man, to fix California? I mean, you guys got the worst governor on earth. I mean, he is—he's the <laughs> devil, dude. That guy is loose. Yeah, he's a piece of work. I'm seeing all these—I'm pro- seeing all these problems. He wants to give elite, illegals free health care when California mm-hmm. is already in debt enough. You got the middle class getting out of there every single day. They don't want to be there. You got the forest fires. You got the electricity out in all these places. When does the madness end? I'll tell you. What you have to do is you got to vote for Joe Collins in 2020. You got to vote for Joe Collins. You got to donate the Joe Collins campaign because I can fix this. And I'm already, I've already been working in the district to figure out what it is that we need to do in order to bring quality jobs back, overhaul our education system, um, work with the police and fire departments and sheriff departments to get more federal funding. How can we utilize these opportunity zones? These are things that I've been working on as we speak. You know, and, and we have a lot of quality candidates that we need to get in office as well. We have to get rid of the Democratic conglomerate. We have to recall Gavin Newsom, you know, point blank. That's the only way we're going to get rid of these guys. That's the only way we're going to fix California. But we need common sense solutions, common sense conservative solutions, which means we need young conservatives who are actually educated, who have common sense, stepping up and, and helping us with the fight to take back California. I agree. I agree 100%. Um Joe, I, I, I definitely t- – tell real quick before I, – I do got to go here in a second, but tell everybody the three main things that need to be fixed the most in your county, in your district. In your district. The things that need – sorry. <laughs> well, what we need the most in our, dick is, in our district is we need quality jobs. We need to expand housing, and uh, we need to fix that homelessness situation. And not just homeless. We have homeless children on the streets. We have homeless yeah. adults on the streets. And it's not just from mental illness. This is from the high cost of living. So those are the three things. Those are three things we have to do. Those are three things that I've already been working on. I love it. I love it, man. Please, I want to definitely have you back soon. I could talk to you all day. Great, great conversation. Tell everybody where they can get involved with your campaign, where they can donate, all that good stuff, and connect with you on social media. Uh, my website is joecollinsforcongress.com. Go ahead and get on there. Donate immediately, $5, $15, $25. Uh, you can find me on social media, Collins for Congress 43 on Instagram and Facebook, and Joe Collins 43rd on Twitter. Excellent, my friend. Well, great having you here, and I'm definitely going to have you back soon. Thank you. All right, thanks. Take care. Absolutely. Everybody, uh, stay with us. We're going to go to a quick commercial. We, we got um, Ilana Marie Lopez, famous whistleblower, coming on. We also have 
um, Dean Cavarada, who used to be Trump's campaign campaign director in Massachusetts. We also have Tim Liberty, who's coming on in a little bit to discuss discuss crypto. Stay with us. It's a beautiful night at the Rory Sauter Show, and we will be right back. God bless. Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, Skyray Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at Skyray Security is to keep our clients safe. With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at SkyRaysecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes or call 240-888-0682. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, Please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. Is video a part of your strategy for 2019? Hi, I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, your remote video production specialist. Using equipment you already own, I help you deliver high-value videos to your audience. From interviews and demonstrations to online meetings and trainings, I work with you to shape your stories and subjects that demonstrate your subject matter expertise. If you're a product specialist, sales executive, or business owner, we make video production simple and affordable. We do this so that you can make videos on a regular basis, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly to communicate about the topics and discussions that are important to you, your audience, and your business. To make your videos, we use HD video conferencing that allows you and your guests to connect to our studio from your home or office using your laptop, phone, or tablet. Once you and your guests have connected to our studio, we do all the rest. We take care of the TV graphics, the intro videos, the outro videos, the music, the -the behind-the-scenes production, everything that it takes to either live stream or locally record your video for post-production editing to social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. If you're tired of seeing the empty balloon commercials that are being made by your competition's social media experts, give me a call. I work directly with you, the subject matter expert, to help shape your story and ideas in a professional and polished manner via video. If you're ready to take a deep dive on your expertise and showcase the essence of your business via video, give me a call or connect with me online. I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production. And we are back, the Rory Sodder Show, coast to coast, worldwide, listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. 
everybody, it's a beautiful night. Um, we, have, we still have our couple guests to get to. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show uh, famous whistleblower, Ilana Maria Lopez. Welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. Thanks for having me on. And you're pronouncing my name different every time you say it. It's really funny. <laughs> oh, sorry. Can you please, <laughs> say okay. it, please say it for me one time and I'll get it right, I promise. Elena, or in Spanish, it's Elena, but Elena. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Per- okay, perfect. <laughs> it's all good. Perfect. So, a lot, so welcome to the show. I'm very happy to have you here. Uh, you have quite the story, though. So for people that don't know, uh, please tell everybody about yourself. Um, I'm a whistleblower, as you said, and uh, I'm an immigration fraud victim, and I discovered national security risks and cases tied to immigration and domestic violence loopholes. The FBI has reached out to me. I've twice met with White House staffers, and I testified before the U.S. Senate about my own personal case. Wow. Elaborate. Tell us about that. That's insane. So. So let me let me just get this straight. You were so I I don't know the whole story, but you were coming across the border and you were being uh, uh, basically uh, coached by attorneys on what to say to try to stay in the country. Is that how it went? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's how it went. <laughs> no, I'm the U.S. citizen, uh, born and raised in Massachusetts, actually, but I'm calling from New okay. Jersey, and because uh, okay. I heard you ha- were having somebody from Massachusetts on okay, I, next. So, so sorry, I was, I was, I missed, I, I was, I was confused. I, I thought, I thought it was a different situation. So please, please tell us. I'm sorry. Okay, don't get me started, especially after you went off on all the racism stuff. Okay, Rory, <laughs> I'm gonna bust your chops. <laughs> no, I. Uh, I'm the Puerto Rican. My last name is Lopez, and I married a white dude from Holland and sponsored him into the country and uh, thought it was a real deal, financially supported him, did all the paperwork. My family and my friends loved him, my work colleagues, and on the night before our second anniversary, he just calmly announced, we're getting a divorce. I just used you for the green card and get the hell out of the house. And I'm like, wait a minute, did do you not remember I supported you like when you first came here, like financially and everything? Um, and he's like, yeah, but I just married you for the green card. And I just fell out. I couldn't believe it. So I contacted an attorney bright and early the next morning, said I would no longer sign his immigration papers, like the final immigration papers. And it was like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He just went ballistic and he tried to kill me. And as uh, I had to flee my own home in the middle of the night and the police did nothing. Um, And so when I was moving out, I was moving out a week later, I was packing and he showed up early from work and threatened me with a firearm. Um, He's promised to kill me uh, if I ever testify against him or threaten his immigration status in any way. Why is that important? Because he was so violent and so much happened so quickly, including I found out um, there were like credit cards appearing in my name, the lease on my car changed. And this is all coinciding at the same time, right? I said, wait a minute, maybe I didn't really know this guy. And so I started calling the Netherlands and I started having Dutch speakers call the Netherlands for me uh, to translate calls. And I found out I sponsored a total nut job, violent, sociopathic, 
criminal into the country. He should have been barred from entering the country, but he bypassed the background check because he was marrying an American. So along with a retired FBI agent, we tracked and um, we basically tracked all of his criminal activities, collected evidence with my attorneys, and gave them to immigration authorities. And we were turned away. What? Yeah. Wait, it gets better. <laughs> so, meanwhile, I'm just, he's still I'm, I'm, in, I'm in disbelief. I'm just, I'm just in like, what? Huh? It's just oh, shocking. It gets oh, better, Rory. It so gets better. It gets totally better. It turns out we found out why they wouldn't even accept our evidence. Like, I walk in with two attorneys and a retired FBI agent. Like, we've done everything to make sure that everything is legally admissible in federal immigration proceedings as well as state courts, okay? Um, it turns out he, um, they consider me the abuser. It turns out by reporting him to the feds and refusing to sign his final immigration paperwork, I'm an abusive American spouse, subjected him to extreme cruelty, by trying to control his immigration status, and they give him, um, making him eligible for a fast-tracked green card and U.S. citizenship that waives all of his criminal activities and inadmissibility. Oh my God! I know, I know. So I know. Keep totally going. Keep crazy. going. Keep going. This is this is crazy. I mean, if I hadn't, I'm a former journalist. If I hadn't documented this day's death. I would scarcely believe it. Seriously. Jesus Christ. Where were you, where, where, where you a journalist? Just in New Jersey? Uh, in New Jersey and Washington, D.C. as well. Nice. Not politi- mostly politics? Yeah. Former political journalist and financial writer. So, so yeah. Um, so I was just on almost autopilot at this point. I was just collecting evidence because I couldn't really process anything about what was happening to me. And by the way, there was nobody out there to help me. My divorce attorneys didn't know how to help me. Immigration attorneys knew what exactly what was going on, but they wouldn't help me because they didn't want people like me to set any kind of precedence that could hurt their future client pools. So that's how I actually started getting involved in whistleblowing, is that I had spent so much money and time, and then I started finding other victims because I lived outside New York I lived, you know, in Philadelphia, and so you have a large immigration um, population, an immigrant population. So I just started helping other victims, saying, don't make the financial mistakes I did. Um, You know, you can spend a lot in legal fees, and it's still not going to protect you. And that's how I started um, helping victims, tracking other cases, and I literally tripped over the national security cases where they were using the same loopholes, to basically bypass background checks, waive criminal activities. And then what they did was they got fast-track citizenship through this domestic violence green card, which is a social work process, okay? Um, Trained immigration investigators are not involved. Um, There's no evidence required. Anybody who says they're an um, abuse or crime victim gets a fast-track pass to citizenship. They're not required to submit evidence. they're not required to be investigated. They're not even required to be interviewed. Um, and then, like I said, all the evidence of the Americans barred, and it waives all of these criminal activities, fraud, inadmissibility, 
And then what I was finding was that people from one country in specific um, were quickly marrying active military once they seemed to get their fast-track citizenship, uh, active military living on U.S. bases. And those were the cases that I warned uh, Congress about. They did nothing, congressional leadership. Um, but the FBI sought me out immediately once they found out they ha I had these cases. And those are the cases that I twice went to White House, um, key, like, key advisors about. And they were floored. They had no idea that these loopholes existed, let alone that they could be national security threats. Yeah, I mean, it, so did you talk to Trump's people then? Yes, I talked to Trump's people. And by the way, Democrats, <laughs> I'm a total Democrat, right? I'm total, but I'm totally behind uh, Trump here, with well, here, immigration. Here's what's crazy. Here's what's crazy. With the, it just proves how how much of a pushover our country is and how weak our immigration laws are. And it totally sets the wrong example. I mean, if you go into any other country and do even the smallest thing, they may hang you. I mean, these other countries don't play around. We are ridiculous with our laws. And the only thing I can think of is the left put this into place. I'm guessing probably the Obama administration. Am I correct? Actually, it goes before Obama. And I hate to say it, Joe Biden, he's running for president. <laughs> Uh, sleepy it's Joe. Joe Biden. Yeah, do you hear him? He was on the uh, debate the other night, and he's he's always touting, "Oh, I wrote the violence against <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he claims that all the time, and it's just like my blood is boiled, like kind of how you were yeah. earlier on the show, like screaming, you know. And I was just right. like, yeah, you know, I'll be at the debates, and I'll be like screaming and cursing, and my family and my friends are just like breathe, breathe, you know. <laughs> so right. Um, right. I'm just one of. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, no, keep going. No, this is good. I like this. Keep going. No, I'm just one of many cases where domestic violence law was used against a domestic violence victim and a U.S. Right. citizen. The way that the law is structured, it's like everything you were talking about before, about lack of due process and all of that, you know, lack of ed evidence. Um, I was like, yeah, sounds exactly like what you're talking about with domestic violence law. Yeah, and so, so once you took this, once you took this to the Trump people, like what was the what was the reaction? Are they going to fix this? I mean, the fact that this was even in the government to to begin with, this sort of loophole is it's disgusting. It is disgusting, and you know what? I have to say that Republicans, at least congressionally, Republicans and Democrats are equally guilty on this. Republicans are so oh, yeah. afraid of looking like they. Um, like all the rhetoric that comes out, like oh, Republicans hate women or, you know, um, Republicans just want to throw domestic violence victims under the bus. You know, they're so afraid of being accused of that that they won't even touch it, which is appalling because I organize victims to go to D.C. We lobby. We go there with their cases, including from D.C., Arizona, Texas, Jersey, you know, New York, um, Florida, all around the country from some of the people are naturalized U.S. citizens. Um, most of us are born and raised in the U.S., but from every ethnicity, um, every political party, everything. And they still ignore us. They ignore us. Yeah, it's, you know, and here's the thing. We have all, we have, we see what has been going on for all these years with our, our immigra immigration systems being, and, and just like the, 
the the the, 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 the green cards. I mean, it's it's such a it's such a backwards system. And so let me ask you this: Where's the guy now? Did you ever track him down? What, what's his deal? Oh, I don't have to track him down. He's living in my old damn house outside Philadelphia. What? He's living what? openly and freely. The state of New Jersey, by the way, put me in uh, hiding for my safety. You're in witness so, protection program? Well, it's not technically witness protection because it's state level, but they put me, they help put me in hiding. They consider me to be in extreme danger. I'm constantly contacted by one part of Department of Homeland Security where investigators are warning me that he's dangerous. You know, to this day, they're warning me that I need to update my safety plan, right? And they'll yeah. refer the case for deportation, and then ICE will be like, nah, I don't think so. We're kind of busy. Jesus Christ. And so so he's living in your house that you paid for. Well, we both paid for it at that point. But, yeah, I had to flee. I'm living in hiding. So you, so, so where you're hiding right now, do they provide housing for you? No, I wish. Um, and you know what? They Because I was a U.S. citizen, they wouldn't even uh, provide legal help. I had to flee my own home in the middle of the night, live off my savings, because I'm a formal financial reader. You know, like, I keep savings, right? <laughs> um, right. And I just had – I went through everything, in the, you know, like, just for legal fees and everything else to try and stay safe. It was ridiculous. And they kept saying um, – and I have to pay for all my own attorneys and trying to get help. And yet it did no good. Yeah, but they were like, yeah, but if you were an immigrant, you would get free taxpayer-funded um, lawyers. Because what's happened is these Violence Against Women Act has actually turned um, domestic violence funding, a lot of it, into taxpayer-funded immigration lawyers. And my Jesus. take on this is, yeah, and I'm like, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm like, hey, Domestic violence needs victims need help. Okay, help yeah. real domestic violence victims. You know, stop siphoning off limited resources to give right. free lawyers to scammers and criminals. And we've lost it's, our it, way. Yeah, it really, it really is mind. It's mind blowing. It really is. You know, it's such a backwards slap in the face to our justice and everything. Um, it's crazy. And, you know, I could talk to you all day and, and this is great conversation. I definitely want to have you back soon. Um, stay on, stay with us if you want to, uh, I just got to get some more talking points, but I mean, this is, ah, God, I can't even, I can't even fathom this. Um, but please tell everybody where they can find your work, get in touch with you, all that good stuff. Well, the, um, I have two websites. One's my whistleblower site, which is immigrationfraud.com. And I have a favor to ask you guys. I need you to call in. Call, like right on the front page of immigrationfraud.com, it's the Senate yeah. phone numbers. Call your damn U.S. senators. Call <laughs> the Senate Judiciary members. Like it says, stop criminal am- amnesties and fast-track citizenship right. for scammers, you know. I need people to call. We all need people to call because I'm not the only victim out there. And the easy version of my personal website is uh, it's Jersey. Think this. It's Yo Lopez. <laughs> Yo Lopez dot com. <laughs> wow, that's something. That is that yeah. is cool though. That's like, it's, hey, it's catchy. It's easy to remember, right? 
I'm from Jersey, so everybody always called me like they were like, "Yo, Lopez, come here." And uh, you know, it's easier to remember. And then Elena Maria Lopez, you know. <laughs> so I'm just like, "Yo, Lopez." No, no, I, no, I like it. It's, it's, for sure, it's definitely catchy. Um, Yo, Lopez, I, I definitely want to thank you for being on. We'll get you back soon. Um, thank yeah, you, and uh, all your damn U.S. senators. Absolutely, absolutely. Got a few minutes left in the show. Um, everybody, I want uh, to get into a couple more things. I do want to welcome to the line, though. Um, here we go. Hold on a second. I believe he's with us right now. We have cryptocurrency experts. Um, I believe he's with us. Do we have – hold on a second. We have R.L. Breyer with us, a.k.a. John Liberty. How are you, buddy? Live on the line. Thanks for having me on the show. I've actually been listening all night and really enjoyed all your guests. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you got a new book out, uh, but, yeah, for people that don't know. Yeah, I got into the crypto space in uh, 2009. Uh, coming off the financial crisis, I read about this obscure, at, the, at that point, uh, thing called Bitcoin that runs on the Bitcoin network blockchain. And uh, I was wondering how we were going to solve all these problems in the world that we have today. And I got, I got, I went down the Bitcoin rabbit hole, and that, uh, I, I kind of came back to that after I got into Ron Paul, and uh, you know, he led me to Austrian economics, and I was looking for a way to get, you know, solve the world's hardest problems, which is you know, sound money, rule law, uh, private, you know, private property, all, all the things that you know this country was basically founded upon. And, uh, yeah, that led me to, to Bitcoin. And, uh, you know, a lot of people think Bitcoin is just like uh, a digital money, but it's also, you know, outperforming every other asset since 2009. If you uh, held dollars since 2009, uh, you know, every year you annually, annually you lose about 2% probably to inflation. Uh, as, you know, we've lost about 95 to 98% since the Fed, the Federal Reserve was created. But if you would have held uh, Bitcoin over those 10 years, you're actually up 800 million percent. So uh, I'm just trying, I, I think it's a way to get everyone excited about free markets and, uh, you know, uh, creating a more peaceful, prosperous world. So I, I actually wrote a couple books. The second one just came out. It's called Blockchain Project Renaissance Volume 2. Yeah, yeah, and I love it. I love it, man. So Please tell everybody. I mean, what what do you think the future of crypto is? I mean, do you think the banks are going to? I mean, they they already kind of are a little bit. I mean, not not full on, but do you think they're going to disrupt it? Do you think they're going to continue to and try to get regulations on it? I, I mean, I don't want that. I, I would love to have the right. system going, but I, I just don't know. Yeah, see, the, I, I actually get into this a little bit in the books. Uh, the, there's gonna there's definitely been many attempts to co-op Bitcoin and. Uh, some of the other top cryptocurrencies and blockchains. I kind of foresee a future where there will definitely be more uh, more attempts to co-op uh, uh, Bitcoin, but really it's decentralized nature. It can't be done. Uh, it was just announced, I, I think, yesterday or today that the Federal Reserve, uh, somebody at least that they were or put out finally that they're going to create their own digital currency. I mean, the dollar is technically a digital currency today. Uh, a lot of times they don't even actually print the money, you know, and they're just adding zeros on the computer. And uh, it, I think it's just important that people, it's a really good question that you asked. I think it's really important that people recognize 
uh, and educate themselves on decentralization. I think that's, you know, uh, I know this is a, a Republican conservative show. Uh, it, it really hits home with me, too, because, uh, you know, the more centralized the world is, the worse off we are. We have all these central planners trying to regulate our lives and our money. And uh, you can just see what they've done to our money since we left the gold standard in 1971, I believe it was. Uh, it's just completely, you know, I think an ounce of gold then was $30 roughly, and now it's, uh, you know, pushing $1,500. So uh, the money has right. become uh, less and less valuable and uh, it, it, our fiat currency. And now we, now we have all these trade wars that we're uh, a part of now. And it's basically a spiral to the bottom. You know, we're devaluing against – the nation states are devaluing against each other, uh, you know, into oblivion. Yeah, and, and let me ask you this. Do you see the cryptocurrency market becoming as evolved in the future and, and popular as the stock market? I mean, later down the road. I'm not talking anytime in the near future, but do you think eventually right. everybody's going to, uh, you know, it's going to grow on them and everybody's going to start, you know, getting comfortable with it? What do you think? Yeah, I actually, I, that's another good question. I, I think that's definitely going to happen. Um, I actually think it'll take over as like the, the most popular market uh, in the next maybe 10 years. Right now, it's only a $225, uh, or $225 uh, billion dollar, uh, market cap. But I remember in 2009 when I first got into this space, uh, Bitcoin was pennies. And, you know, nobody could have really foreseen that this would take off like it has. And uh, right. the future is bright. I think that uh, as more and more people see that, you know, uh, you can do instant, nearly instantaneous, uh, very low-cost uh, transactions across the world and uh, really yeah. raise people uh, out of poverty uh, and create yeah. businesses. And uh, it, it's, just, it's just a way for everybody to, to embrace uh, capitalism and, uh, you know, really what, what America and the world needs. Absolutely. And, and you know, l let me ask you this. If you were going to advise anybody right now on, on what crypto to get involved with, what would you say? What's what's the hottest right now? What's the most valuable? Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a financial advisor, but I'll tell you what I do. I I I personally uh, I, I think Bitcoin is here to stay. It's the most decentralized. There's uh, thousands of nodes being run all over the world now. Um, it went from zero to uh, twenty nineteen thousand seven hundred and eighty dollars or something uh, in 2017. And it's up uh, 120% since uh, February of this year. So I look for it probably to break to new all-time highs in the next uh, 100 weeks. So I, I think we're going to be – right now it's around $7,500. So I think we're probably going to head back over 20000 And uh, there's a handful of other cryptos. There's going to be like smart contracts and all sorts of stuff being done uh, that are that, – that space is evolving too. So I, I look – I think there will be a future where there will be like 10 to 20 uh, – solid blockchains uh, where, you know, they provide a lot of utility and, um, you know, people can use them for all sorts of different things. Like I think eventually uh, today you can hack a, hack a car or, you know, things like that. I think a lot of that stuff will be done. I think uh, uh, food and um, things like that, I think that'll be tracked from like seed to uh, your, you know, when you cash, uh, cash out at the grocery store, I think that'll all be done on blockchain to be able to track your food and produce and stuff like that. There's just a lot of different right. things it'll be it'll be used for. No, I agree. It's going to be a huge market. It's going to offer uh, definitely definitely a, wi a wide variety of, of, of things, um, and it, it it keeps growing every day, and I love it. 
Uh, but please tell everybody where they can find your book, where they can connect with you, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Right now, my partner and I are launching a uh, – he actually uh, started this university, and I, I joined him this year. Uh, we're getting ready to launch classes uh, next month again. Uh, Crypto U, so C-R-Y-P-T-O-U.io is a website. It's called Crypto University. And if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at R-B-R-Y-E-R-2-3, at R-Briar-23. And on Amazon, my books are uh, on there, uh, the digital versions, uh, Blockchain Project Renaissance. Perfect. Perfect, man. Well, uh, I'll definitely get you back soon. I uh, definitely – I could talk to you all night. I just ha- – I have about two minutes left in the show. i got to close it out. So, But thank you Absolutely. so much, buddy. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thanks we'll talk soon. All righty. Yep. Thank you. All righty. Um, let's go to Todd. Todd, please tell everybody where they can connect with you. Yeah, hey, Roy, you can follow me on Twitter at Todd for House, T-O-D-D, number four, H-O-U-S-C. Uh, same same uh, for the website, www.toddforhouse.com. Also, you can find a lot of things that I'm writing on iVoteTennessee.com. That's, that's the letter I, VoteTennessee.com. It's also part of I Vote America, so a lot, a lot of articles that I'm throwing out there uh, as of lately. So yeah, you can follow me there, and of course you can read my articles, and hopefully you'll uh, you'll do that, and you'll support me as we move forward. And I appreciate it. I love it. I love it. Any other any other thoughts? Any closing statements? Anything anything on your mind? No, you know, just uh, you know, looking forward to seeing how you know the media is going to spin over the next couple of weeks while Congress is out of session. And I'm looking forward to seeing if Bolton, Ambassador Bolton is going to, you know, if he's going to testify at some point. You know, I'd like to see where that goes. Absolutely. It's going to be interesting. Uh, definitely a lot to, uh, you know, look forward to. It's going to be a roller coaster ride for sure. But always a pleasure, Absolutely. my friend. All right. Take care, brother. All righty. All righty. Uh, Tim, go ahead. So thanks again for inviting me on, and, and it's a great show as always. Uh, thanks to Joe Collins coming in, uh, on. Joe and I are, are friends, and we are 3,000 miles apart, but we face the same issues here in Baltimore. I'm, I'm in the city. I'm spreading that conservative message to those areas that, like Joe was talking about. Everybody, you can find me at Fazenbaker for Congress on Facebook. You can find me at timfazenbaker.com, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at America One Tim Faze. As always. Uh, make sure uh, you support us somehow, whether it's with spreading the word or donations. But this is a seat that can be flipped, and we're definitely going to do it. And as always, American Kids First. Absolutely, my friend. Always a pleasure, Tim. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, let's go to James Bradley. Please tell everybody where they can find you and connect with you. Hey, thanks, Rory. Yeah, you, you can reach me. And my website, my campaign website, is real simple, Bradley Congress, that's B-R-A-D-L-E-Y, uh, congress.com. I'm also on <clears throat> Twitter, same, at Bradley Congress. And by the way, I just picked up uh, 30 signatures. I'm almost there. We're almost on the ballot. And uh, I'm sorry I missed Joe Collins. Joe Collins and I are good friends. He's running in the district next to me with uh, against Maxine Waters, and I'm taking on Ted Lou. So if you want to donate, now's the time. Let's make history. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, man. God, God bless you. I appreciate it. God bless you, brother. <laughs> we 
We got it. Thank you. All righty. Always a pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. It's God, guys. It's it's been quite the show tonight. Um, it's it's really been fun. Uh, Chris, I'll go to you real quick. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, yeah, Roy. The best place to find me is on Twitter right now. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Bracy2. Uh, I hope to have a, a website up. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really looking to run in 22, I think. Uh, yeah. But I, all those guys out in California, I really encourage them. Joe Collins, right. I, I just picked him up on Twitter. And I want to give him He's a awesome. quick shout out. I yeah, I just want to give him a little. I only got 30 seconds. I got okay. 30 seconds. All right. Go, go ahead. ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I was just going to tell Joe, I met a lady who, uh, in a Leadership Institute course last March who ran against Maxine. I don't recall her name, but if I'm sure he can find her name, and he can probably get a lot of good advice from her okay. on support that he needs in California. Perfect. Thank you so much, Chris. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Uh, It's been a real pleasure tonight, guys. I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Uh, We'll see you next week. Uh, God bless you all. Uh, And I'm Rory Sodder. Mega, mega, mega. Cheers, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.